Hey everybody, welcome to Not the Only Kids in the Hall podcast, the podcast where we talk about episodes of Kids in the Hall. Uh, I'm Nick, and Jared and me are also here. How are you guys doing? Great, I'm glad to also be here. We're doing great, Nick. Thank you for asking. Oh, you're welcome. Well, today we're talking about Season 2, Episode 10 of Kids in the Hall. Before we get to that, is there any news, any business? May, you missed a week. I... We talked about uh, Episode 9. It was a good one. Oh, you went through a whole episode? I thought you were doing one of Nick's picks. We, well, we did that last week. You missed two weeks, actually. Oh, I'm terrible. Thanks. What can I say? <laughs> I've got a lot on my mind these days. <laughs> Climate change, lots to happening. Many, to the many fans who have just been messaging us constantly. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. They're probably glad I'm not, I'm not there, honestly. I'm the most <laughs> negative one. So <laughs> it's probably a relief to have me gone for two weeks in a row. But sorry, right listeners, away. I'm back. And we have a special guest. <laughs> We absolutely yes. do. Yes, she's a she's an actress and comedian. Uh, we used to do ske- sketch comedy together on a sketch comedy team at UCB, but now she's. Well, I should have asked what how you wanted to be introduced. I know you, you have a podcast about the Olsen twins. Is that your Ooh. main credit now? <laughs> Is that my main credit? I don't know. I guess the <laughs> the industry at large needs to decide that. Um, but <laughs> it's Lenny Harms. I should say. I never hey, said. Lenny. Hi. Hello. But yes, I am working on an Olsen Twins project uh, podcast right now. It also is a project. And yeah, we it's a retrospective deep dive of all Mary-Kate and Ashley's work and career. It's, do you have it's a favorite? So fun. Like which one? Do you have a favorite twin? Oh, um, favorite is the wrong word. I would mm. say I have an affinity for Ashley, but I love them both deeply. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes. <laughs> It's like your rising sign and your sun sign. You can't choose, you know? Right, what's, exactly, what's exactly. What separates them? Why, why, why does Ashley rise above Mary-Kate? Oh, well, there's many reasons. I mean, when they were kids, Ashley was uh, marketed as the girlier one, the one who did dance, the one who was a little bit more type A, a little bit more serious, sophisticated, all of that. And mm. Mary-Kate was the more free-spirited, tomboy, ride horses, like girl who likes to get dirty in the mud or whatever um so yeah it i i i did dance i was uh, into girly things and i had a friend who also identified more as mary kate so i was ashley (laughs) oh um when you were watching kids in the hall this week would you say one of them was more the mary kate or the Ashley, I mean, that is so funny because that is a game we play on our podcast all the time is what who is the Mary Kate and who is the Ashley. Um, I mean, it's tough because there are five, six of them. How many kids are there? Uh, um, five, five. There's five. Yeah. So that many <laughs> that many different personalities makes it hard to categorize between two different um I might be able to say as we go a little bit okay, more, great. but I, I can't say any one or two in particular were. If it comes to you and you're like, that was a real Mary Kate we'll move, that, that was a real <laughs> Ashley joke, please let us oh, know. Oh, I will. You got it. <laughs> That's my pleasure. Did, did you have you have you ever watched Kids in Law before today? I have, yeah. So we did sketch together, like you mentioned, and um, mm-hmm. I I don't think I watched or knew of Kids in the Hall before I started sketch training at. UCB. Um, and I, I want to say they showed us some of these in class or they talked about them so much that I had to go and look them up when I got home so I could catch up with the conversation. Um, and so, yeah, I have that. That is, I would say, my awareness of kids in the hall. So not a lot. Okay. I've seen a few. This is, I think, the first full episode I've ever seen. What were your like uh, your favorite sketch comedy shows? 
uh, in your formative years? Um, I would say Mad TV. <laughs> And really? yeah, I I always preferred Mad TV to SNL. I was kooky interesting. Kid. Who are your <laughs> Miss Swan? Uh, who, who um, are I some mean, of your I, go-to characters. Um, I liked the. Um, I picked the most problematic one. <laughs> you sure <laughs> did. Jess said it was your favorite. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to beat me. I think you liked the most racist character. Am I right? What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, who was the? There was the. Was it Timmy, the the overgrown child? Yes, uh, he was good. Yeah, I loved. I loved that one. Um, and that I also loved funny. the Target. No, 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 not Target. That was that was SNL. That's Kristen um, Wiig. Yeah, that was Kristen Wiig. There was a character on Mad TV that was very similar. The oh, I suck you. Oh, 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 I suck you. <laughs> and she like did it for like. I think the first time she was introduced was at a um, a yard sale and she saw a box of tacks and she was like oh suck you oh, oh. that's and I mo that was collins hilarious. is that right yes yes, yes. she's she... from minnesota and so am i and that was also a fun thing to know it's about it's funny her. to realize like key, there's key and peel there were uh you know there were a few people on mad tv who you wouldn't expect to have really you know excellent mm-hmm. comedy careers when it was all said and done but as that show was happening I don't know. It was it just because SNL was so like protective of their audience and identity. Like it seemed to get a bad rap when it was on the air. But I agree with you. I don't know why it was funny. I know. It, I don't think. I mean, it probably wasn't as smart. I'll say in quotations. You can't see. <laughs> right. Right. This is a podcast. But right. um, yeah, I think it was a little bit more wacky. But I really haven't revisited much since I was a kid. I just think it was a lot funnier because their characters were so much bigger and the the mm. comedy was so much broader. And I also loved all that. I would say that's also a big formative mm. sketch moment for me and Keenan and Cal and all that. Right. So a little more kind of fun, kind of, I don't want to say childish, but... but I uh, would say childish. Childish? You would say childish. Okay, great. Well, <laughs> I would we'll say, say childish. childish. Yeah, yeah. Childish. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. I think uh, I'm I'm trying to think of what what show is Kids in the Hall closer to, just just tonally and comedy wise, like Mad TV or SNL. And I feel like I don't know they vacillate between mm. the two. Is that is that? I feel like sometimes they're a little more crazy and kooky and fun, and then sometimes they're just trying to be as kind of smart as possible and stick to formats that work. Those are yeah. that's they how try I try to be as smart as possible shows. on this show. <laughs> You think they're trying to be as smart as possible on Kids in the Hall? I think so. I think in I think certain sometimes. sketches, I think they are. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe not in any of the ones we watched. Maybe this in a few of the ones we watched. It was hard to tell. Yeah, there was some weird stuff in this one. Well, let's you know what reminds... Oh, no. Let's not. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Tell tell us more. Tell us more. I want to hear from you. No, I was just going to say what it reminds me more of, more than SNL or Mad TV, would be Monty Python. Uh, I yes, watched yes. a lot of Money uh, yes. Python because my dad really loved that also as a kid. Oh. Mm. So I think, and, and maybe that's just more of the era of time because this feels like it was, what year was this, 80s? Well, this was like ni- early 90s. Early 90s? This was from 1990. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, much later than Money Python, but it, it had oh, yeah, that yeah. same feel. It does kind of have the spirit of Python, certainly more than. I think they care about more of the sketch team and the group and their identity as a team almost separate from the show as Monty right. Python does as opposed to like a Mad TV or SNL where they're not a team necessarily so I think that's certainly one of the core differences mm-hmm. yeah I, I, I think uh, I, I don't know I don't know the Kids in the Hall I think also tr- they were kind of 
trying to be underground and cool in a way mm-hmm. that that I don't think Mad TV ever was, but I think SNL kind of tries to do that too. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so much underground, but but they try to be. I think they do try to be hip in a yeah. way that. I never got from Mad TV. You know, I always wanted Alfred E. Newman to to have more involvement in the show. Is, is, is that mm. is that a weird, dumb thing to say? You know, you the mean ma- the character, like see the character, yeah, like more in, magazine. Like, the like I kept, I kept wanting more Mad Magazine stuff in Mad. Mm. TV. Well, I remember in the in the early days they had the spy versus spy stuff, right? In the they show, had, like, little right? cartoons. Yeah, I yeah. always, I always liked that. Um, well, I never liked Mad. I never liked Mad Magazine. Remember that, like the Did black and Mad white, Magazine? like cartoons, like uh, the very angular, like noses, spy versus spy yeah. was in the magazine. Yeah, and then they, I mean, I think next did they have cartoons. a? They did. The, did they do that on Mad TV? Yeah, I think so. In the yeah. early days, like very, oh, wow. like maybe it was only first first few weirdos like me were like, it's not enough, cartoons. like the magazine, and so they it's did that. <laughs> And then, like, and then, and then, like, uh, two episodes later, they were like, "Forget the weirdos. This isn't. We don't need this at all." Yeah, it's just so funny you said spy versus spy because it like awakens something in the very back of my mind (laughs) that I'm just like trying to see, and it's still so blurry. (laughs) Well, speaking of uh, blurry, how how am I going to use this trans? How am I going to make this segue? Just pull in a may to say, let's just get into it. (laughs) Yeah, let's just get into it. Let's go. Let's uh, travel back in time to December 11th, 1990, when on the top of the charts in the U.S. was Because I Love You, the Postman song by Stevie B. By song Stevie, I've never heard of. You by guys, Stevie B? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what that You is. guys hearing this? Yeah, I can hear yeah, it. Yeah, no, we're, we're hearing it. I, I you guess. guys hearing this? You're not moved emotionally, mentally? <laughs> <laughs> you're not dancing. You're not all dancing. Um, I've never heard of this artist. Have any of you guys? What is this? Why are we listening to this? Oh, this is this was what was number one in the charts when oh. this episode aired. <laughs> We're putting really? you in the mentality, Lenny. But like, you, this is what people might have had on while they flicked on their tube and saw Kids in the Hall play this episode. It's it's a vibe. Oh, wow, this is an immersive podcast experience. Yeah, we want to get you so in the zone. Yeah. So this was number one in the U.S. and of course, Kids in the Hall was a Canadian show, so number one in Canada. We already saw it earlier for the U.S., but this is his first time in Canada. Stevie Hold B. On. There the it Beaster? is. The uh, Beaster? Oh, Ice Ice Baby. Ice yeah, Ice Baby, of course. We all know this one, yeah. yes. We all know this one. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, I believe it was. That's when he performed the song live in the movie. Uh, I think it was 2. I think oh, it was 2. two. Not, but, it wasn't, but it wasn't this song. It was the Ninja rap. I feel cool to be kind of a one-hit wonder and still get to be in a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie. That's what I... I know, I know. It'd be like <laughs> if Lou dream. Vega was in Power Rangers or something. Yeah, same deal. that's exactly Which what it's I wish like. happened. <laughs> yeah. He had two okay. hits, didn't he? Who, Lou Vega? Lou Vega? <laughs> yeah. He had Mambo number 5 and Mambo number 6. I mean, Mambo number 5. But, oh, <laughs> that's right, I forgot about number 6. It's just a whole new slate of women that he talks about. Right, 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 right. Right, 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 right. Okay, so now we're in an emotional zone for guess yes. your weight. Yes, push so we'll watch a little. Push us forward. <laughs> watch a little clip from <laughs> Guess Your Weight. Within five pounds, and the so you win a prize. Guess your weight. Okay, I'll give it a try. All right, step right on up, sir. All right, now let's have a look at you. Let me just size you up here for a minute. Well, let's say, uh, kind of guy with no real strong opinions. Yeah, I guess you could say that. Yeah, sort of guy with no strength of character. 
Yeah, a guy that'd sell out his best friend pretty quickly for uh, his own advantage. Yeah, yeah I guess I get that impression, sure. Uh, Lanny, when you watched this sketch, this was your first Kids with Dolls sketch in a while, I'm assuming. Yes. And you were like, I'm going to have to watch a whole episode of this. Were you, <laughs> and you were like, this is Miss Swan. <laughs> yeah, what, what was your reaction after watching this this short blackout sketch? Yeah, I said, where's all the people I know? I don't know anybody here. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought this, I thought it was cute. Like, I, I think I... My first impression, if I'm really going back in time to the later earlier this morning, I <laughs> think I was thinking to myself, huh, okay, old-fashioned sketches are a bit slow, huh? Okay, <laughs> this might not be laugh-out-loud funny. <laughs> this might just be, okay, I see what they did there, kind of funny. And mm. <laughs> that's what I thought after I watched this sketch. Interesting. Fair. So yeah. not yeah. funny. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> no, it's, uh, I see what they did there funny. <laughs> no, I hear you. I hear you. I kind of didn't see what they did there. I didn't really get it. I, I, I feel like I'm stupid, but can someone even explain to me what why he's reading him like this when it's guess your weight? Or is it what what am I missing? Yeah, I, I felt the same way where I was like, why is this being called guess your weight when it could be like still the whole same premise of being a carny doing this like special trick right. just give it a more like direct title like mm. guess your soul or whatever guess your psyche i think that would yeah. work better i don't know yeah was there yeah. a catch to it other than they just he just does this and then guesses his weight or and then like the reversal that he's like so happy like just because he got the prize and that he ignored everything before or is there something no i think that's it like he was oh, just, okay. he says I'm gonna size you up, so he's just trying to yeah he's trying to use all yeah, so maybe you should be guess your reasoning. size. I don't know. I, don't I know. guess yeah. Or my let impression me size you up something yeah. My my impression was just that like when this is a a guy who doesn't know what he's volunteering for and doesn't realize that like part of guessing your weight is having to like evaluate your character and that's the way that this carney figures it out. Yes. Uh, right. Right. Yeah, definitely. Which I thought was I thought that was like funny. I guess it could have used if, if you know what? And I think I see what you guys are saying. And I think I could have used some more like, all right. So you're uh, it looks like you're a guy who would sell out his friend. So you're not. So that probably takes a couple pounds off there and something like that, like adding some of the weight stuff to the evaluations right, yeah, he was doing somewhere. Or is yeah. it too like lame or straightforward or UCB to like shout the premise line i know it's like these just the intro and a blackout but just have him say like well in order to get there first i gotta you know take a look at you see what you're like you know do what you do in your life or something kind of have fully explain what he's <laughs> doing i don't know i i, I was I a little lost this, be... whole, this whole time this whole sketch yeah i guess if he said a premise line like that i'd be like okay this isn't fun or surprising anymore yeah that's fair. yeah yeah that's fair well Let's move on to the second sketch. <laughs> Wait, you didn't ask Bonnie your favorite question, Nick. Oh yeah, what did you think? What do you think of the uh, the the theme song and the the uh, the credit sequence, Lanny? <laughs> um, I don't think I paid a lot of attention to it. Really? <laughs> oh no! You didn't pay attention to this. Okay. Men smiling at the camera. Okay, honestly, <laughs> that was a mistake. This is actually very cute. It looks like a music video. It kind of looks like, it reminds me of what I imagine um, 
that boy band from the 80s was like. What is that boy band from the 80s? New Kids on the Block? New Kids on the Block? Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is what I imagine New Kids on the Block's music videos look like. Oh, that's very fun. I can see that, honestly. Except, yeah. Like a grungy New Kids on the Block. They weren't yeah, grunge? Yeah, I think they... <laughs> <laughs> I guess they, I guess they could have been a little grunge. Yeah, I haven't really li- paid attention to their lyrics. Maybe it's uh, some hardcore stuff they're talking about. The oh, new kids? We... No, I don't think the new kids on the block were grunge. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> I know. No. All right, so no. here we are on Nina. Uh, right. Nina was that her name? I guess it was. I guess. Uh, yeah. well, anyway, the sketch was titled "Go for Guilt." I, let's watch. This was my favorite set part of oh. it. But it had nothing to do with the premise, but we'll, we'll watch just. Short clip. Boy, what a great place you got here, Nina. Oh, do you really like it? Oh, yeah. Oh, good, good. I really really like uh, that thing. Oh, oh, it's funny. Uh, You should pick that out. That's very precious to me. They found that very near my grandmother's head when she died. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, Bradley, did Uh, But the premise of these sketches, (laughs) these two are going to go on a date, and they pretty much skip every part of the date for various reasons until... They just skip to the guilt and leave. Uh, yeah, well, what, did, Jared, did that, did that sum it up? I, you, I get kind of the one. king of the of the game and the premise. King what, of the boring what, explanation of comedy. Yeah, I, I think, um, <laughs> yeah, like date without the date or, or you know, fast forward date, something like that, basically. Yeah. Mm. Um, just wanting to move on to the next part. Um, it was okay. This was kind of slow to start. Um I, you picked one of the better jokes in it. Um, McCullough had a really funny read on this line where he says, I don't think you're a slut no matter what happens. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> Out of context, not so funny. The kissing each other, the kissing the hand, and uh, once they started getting physical with each other, I thought that was kind of funny. Arousing. We don't really, I, a little bit arousing. I got into it, and I had to stop. Uh, I was breathing heavily. No, I, I thought it was... Um, you know, it's interesting because they usually don't cross that. There, there's so many sketches with them in drag, uh, but rarely do they actually <laughs> take it to that point where they're trying to whatever, make out with each other or get physical with each other. Um, I feel like there have been a lot of sketches where they do have. They, what do, do, do they mean? do that a lot? Do they do that a lot? They, what about the one where Scott Thompson was like, fu- I don't know. I feel like it happens a lot. Oh, I that's right. Well, that was... and Mark McKinney have actual chemistry in this. Or that, that, that sketch <laughs> you're, that, that I'm thinking of, at least, where... where Thompson and uh, like I feel like they go under the covers and it's like a big lump that just bounces up and down like there was something to, they've done I that know, too the but they've also like just, oh have they okay we'll forget they've also just this, kissed each other just hey, please well Lainey what, what Lainey did you did you know that the kids and all like their kind of thing like kind of the hook of the show in a way was that they had they no played women. all the female characters yeah <laughs> I um I did know that they did drag because something that I appreciate about kids in the hall is that men dressing up as women is never the punchline. And I think that was something I was really remarking on here because especially with comedy and sketch comedy of this time, it was very much like, oh, you see a man in a dress, like that's the joke. And I feel like there's even some, I don't know, I feel like I've seen current sketches on stages in New York this year where that's still the (laughs) joke. And I'm like, what 
the hell we're doing here, guys. Um, <laughs> but this, yeah, this is great. And I, I mean, I think they could also have just had women on, in the sketch team. I think that would have uh, also been a great solution. <laughs> but <laughs> I guess I save that. I don't get it, but go on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I guess uh, save doing that. Um, this is a good solution. And I think they did a very respectful job. Was this another one of these that, where you were thinking, oh, I guess sketch back then wasn't funny or was it was slow, <laughs> slow moving um, I, uh, a little bit I was uh, I would say I was a little bit more uh, entertained by this one um, I do think that the joke that you selected for us to watch was very funny and I also think that the general performance of the sketch was better than the actual premise of it mm-hmm. and that is always something that I'm impressed by when performers are able to do that um, yeah I think the way that they were like legitimately thrilled every time they were uh both did something <laughs> that they didn't like the, the like the way that they both ate dinner and they're like oh my god i did too like it was like a cute little like oh that's that's a funny surprising way to react to that so yeah but i, w- I was not lolling i wasn't lolling <laughs> yeah i wasn't lolling either but i agree i i love the lived in sort of grounded performances they brought to this and i'm always willing to give something a shot when it's like it just feels like a real scene between two people which this kind of did mm-hmm. um, so that, that i did like that aspect to it what'd you think of that i thought it was i guess i was mostly just taken in by the actual like performance of chemistry between the two of them i thought that was right. funny i also like thought that Nina, when she first opened the door, was like very tonally similar to Mark McKinney's chicken lady character. <laughs> it's like yeah. it almost seems like is this just how he plays women? And is the chicken lady just a woman? <laughs> like if anything that. Um I don't know. I thought like the last line about don't step on my cat and then he steps on the cat was kind of just like a weird button for the whole sketch. <laughs> That was weird because he walked out in the hallway, I thought. Yeah, why is your cat standing out in the hall? It's weird. I, I thought I thought I must have missed something in the beginning that established that, but it sounds like maybe I didn't. Maybe just a weird throwaway joke. No, I don't think so. Yeah, a lot yeah, of those moments move. in this episode I felt like where I'm just thinking like, I don't get this. <laughs> like, there were jokes. I just straight up I felt like I was missing something. This runner though was fun, sort of. Okay, well let's watch like the first one of the of I think they did two of these of these runners of uh, Bruce and Scott on the street there is this one's called hustlers colon math teachers hi uh scott and i would just like to say hello to our grade 11 math teachers hello mr andrew chuck hello mr elsner uh sorry that i never tried yeah we'd just like to apologize for never really trying or caring about math or seeing that it could help our our real life in any way shape or form and also for always being high Yeah, so this they did this one, and then they placed these same two characters. I, for, I actually forgot what the second sketch the was. Second one, they're like the now. domestics who are trying. I thought that was a really weird sketch. This feels like something yeah. they just decided to film kind of off the cuff, and that wasn't yeah. written, doesn't it? Seem that way. Yeah, I'm yeah, curious was... for Nick, yours, you know, your background that you did on this sketch, if you have any information on it, because definitely it seems like they just did it off the cuff, not just off the cuff, but like filmed in a very odd way where there's like lines where they're some of them aren't on camera sometimes and <laughs> it's just like an odd choice of what to shoot while they're doing the sketch and it has a very specific look to it like they're outside somewhere doing something like i had At a night, lot of questions yeah. yeah 
Yeah, no, I, I wasn't able to find any information on this one. <laughs> I mean, this wasn't no. like a very important or well-documented kids in the hall <laughs> sketch. I think. I think it does seem like a throwaway. Well, with that yeah. Lainey, what, what did you think of this what one? What do you think? Uh, I don't I don't get it. I, I mean, I <laughs> yeah. get it. I just don't know it, what the funny thing is. Like, the funny thing is just them saying that they were high the whole time. And I guess. I, I I mean, I guess they they were charming the way that they were like apologizing to their math teacher. I, I was intrigued to see where it would go, and then I think it just really <laughs> fell flat for me. Farted, yeah. This was the only. It no, farted. I guess that's not true. I was going to say it was the only sketch where they uh, addressed the audiences themselves, but we had the whole the whole sketch the whole Scott Thompson show yeah. later on. Mm. Uh, but that that's a, a, a thing they do a lot uh, is. But I guess they were playing characters in this one. I, I mean, I'm still not sure. I don't know. Amade, did, did, did you have any thoughts on it? No, I just was like, I don't know. They they haven't, I guess I missed last week's episode, but they do have a tendency to address the camera as themselves. It just didn't feel like this was very scripted to me. Yeah, no, that, that's right. You already said that. It it, yeah, this like is like a, like a Bart Simpson just kind of like, we're just going to like, do a light rebellion against authority and smile about it and try to be cool. Is it is that fair? Like I almost feel like they said it just for like street cred or something. Like it was a fun, cool thing to say that like Matt's pointless and whatever. We were high all the time. I don't know. Seems like I something that so. a high school er of the time would just relate to, and that's why they said it. But yeah, it is maybe, weird. I guess so. I don't know. All right. Well, let's watch a clip this, from this, this one. Next also one. Weird. <laughs> the. F-word basher, that's what it's called. <laughs> yeah, well, God never intended man to have sex with another man. Yeah, yeah. it's right. in the Bible. It's in the right. Bible. Yeah. Oh, is the Pope with us today? Is the Pope with us today? <laughs> Could we look around? <laughs> You're obviously a man of great religious timber out here in the streets beating people up. <laughs> what church do you go to? The church of, hey, let's get that guy? <laughs> do you even go to church? No. Ah, no I? No, I... I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. No, I don't go. No, I don't go. No, I don't go to... To church. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, this I is mean... actually a uh, sketch that I remember from the past. And in my oh, memory, really? it was Scott Thompson playing this character, not yeah. the weird Dracula gay guy. <laughs> there, there's like... This is a, re a recurring character. So in the other sketch where we met him, he... It seems as though he's coming on to a man, but then it's revealed that he actually pretends to be a vampire. And then at the very end, it's revealed that he's actually gay, as you initially thought. And I just thought it was a very funny sketch. So this one is kind of like playing on that. I forgot about that. Yes, it, so that I is the same character? Too. Yeah, you don't recognize him? Because he even says at the end, how, would you like to go to a Leafs game? Because that's where he always picks up his. Yes, that's, yeah, right. that's right. Wow, I totally forgot that. So, Sorry, Lanny. Yeah, so I guess <laughs> we're having a maybe. I no... I, I, yeah, no, yeah. I don't. Uh, wow, interesting. So I, I view this now through a totally different lens. So did you enjoy it on that front, Demay, or are we? You... I thought it was well. You know, it's like kind of nostalgic because there are definitely a lot of sketches I don't remember or vaguely remember. But this one always stuck with me because I feel like even as a kid watching it, I was like, oh, he's gay, and he's like getting them all to apologize, especially the moment when they're like, hey, what if you're gay? And he goes. Oh please! <laughs> and then they're like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry." That was funny. Yeah, I I thought it, I I thought it was funny, but then I also was like, I felt bad for for laughing at parts of it, I guess, because well, usually Scott Thompson is so sort of like 
you know, the voice of the sketches where yeah. they'll either, you know, use slurs for, for gay people or whatever. And it's like, it's you just take it with a grain of salt because it's him saying it and he's, you know, whatever, has the license to say it, I guess. Um, but you're right. I It was <laughs> the definitely, uh, you know, it was flying all over the place of this sketch. And I, I don't know what to make of it. I thought like Warriors, you know, the movie The Warriors in the beginning where they go into the subway and it's this gang chasing him. And I completely didn't pick up on the fact that this is a recurring character. Um, mm. So again, in this episode, I was kind of at a loss sort of figuring I mean, out what yeah. the sketch was. It has it's, almost nothing to do with you. Really? It yeah. seems so it seems so obvious what it's about to me. It's like about this group of like gay bashers like beating up on this kid well, right. who's rescued by like a gay superhero basically. That's you know? I guess where I was confused. Like yeah. the superhero like McKinney and just who he was and what his purpose was <laughs> uh, yeah. as a superhero. He didn't do enough, I guess, superhero things then to me. No, but he was Lin- just kind of like uh, he was just like doing a thing that never works, which is like reasoning with them, basically. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 He wasn't a. Su- I mean, I, Jared. I think maybe you're getting up hung up on the idea of a superhero. It's not. I don't think the purpose, the premise of the sketch is. It's not part of the MCU. Well, he didn't. Start, I was gonna say there was no <laughs> relation wait, wait. to Spider-Man, or there was no DC or Marvel <laughs> connection. And I kept thinking, you know, where, are, where, are, where is Toby? Uh, what's his name? The other Spider-Man. Uh, Keith, mm. uh, Lainey, what, what did you what did Toby you think Keith. of this? I liked this one. I think, I mean, I'm trying. I, I guess I'm struggling to see. Um, I mean, obviously there are certain parts of it that don't hold up, but I think like generally as a whole, this was probably very progressive, especially for the time that it was in. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, and and I think it. I watched this. I didn't. Again, I didn't really laugh out loud. I, I can't. I can't say in good faith. I really laughed out loud this whole twenty-three <laughs> minutes. But um, that's not what it's about. It's about appreciating uh-huh. comedy history. And okay. um, I think for comedy history, this is really good. And my my takeaway after I watched this was that, like, again, I haven't seen a lot of kids in the hall, and I was like, I think they're sweet. I think they're sweet boys because I feel like this is. I mean, the kids in the hall, the sketch team, not the boys who are. Uh, beating up the, <laughs> trying to beat yes. up the yeah yes yes to be very clear I meant the, the the people writing the sketches um I think this has a very s- nice message and I think it's actually pretty brave for the time and um I it was very satisfying especially now from the 2022 lens to watch these people listen to somebody trying to reason with them and and allowing the comedy to to pop and uh for them to win in the end and I. Yeah, I guess it got a little weird at the end when he did end up hitting on the kid. Um, then I was like, okay, now I'm now I'm lost in how this is good. But uh, yeah, but then they just yeah. went went to go see a movie, like very uh, friendly and not uh, predatorily, and that was nice. <laughs> yeah, the the only thing that when I said that it it it, uh, it made me feel uncomfortable, I guess it, it was just the kind of Mark McKinney playing this kind of stereotypical gay character. Oh, sure. Though, yeah. I think this really character kind of was created him. by Scott Thompson. Yeah, it could be. Which I he, mean, doesn't his... it was because that's what happened in the last sketch. When oh, okay. it was in. oh, it but... was played by Scott Thompson in the last sketch. No, he no, wrote no. that sketch. Oh, I see. I where see. this character was revealed. He, yeah. Right. I mean, I think now it would definitely be a thing where it'd be like, well, you're not a gay guy. You can't play this character. But I think that this character is being played by Mark McKinney with Scott Thompson's 
you know, yeah. directorial hand, I guess yeah. I would say. I'm yeah. sure, yeah. I'm sure Scott felt like Thompson it was with... would have said something if he... Mm-hmm. It Not that he's the arbiter sure of everything. No, I'm just yeah. saying it's his creation. I think he yeah, yeah, liked yeah. the way this character yeah. was played by Martin McKinney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> to Friendly Rivals. This is one... I mean, you said you remembered watching that one before. Uh, no. I did too, actually. But but this one... But this one I, rem- I remember, like, loving as a kid. Uh, <laughs> anyway, really? let's watch a little short clip. Yes, of course it was the new guy. He knows I'm number one, and he's playing mind games with me. So he moved the desk away from the outlet. Very clever, new guy. Very, very clever. It's exactly what I would have done. Yes, seems that I'm dealing with a very cool customer. It'll be a pleasure doing battle with you, new guy. If, in fact, you are a new guy. I'll just put him on my list. It's funny, like... Watching that, I, I'm sure when I watched this as a kid, I was cracking up throughout the whole thing, and just nobody even laughing in the studio audience during that part. I know but, long yeah. stretches of silence uh, on this sketch. But this oh, is, is so this, this a, a studio film audience? One. Well, they they do have a studio audience, and and they would they this one obviously like it was filmed on in an actual office. It looks like, but yeah. uh, they would still show the film sketches to the audience to get the the reaction. But oh, sure. but yeah, they they it's all filmed. But it's front. like they, SNL, basically. It's the same system. Yeah, yeah, basically. Um, well, what do you think of this one, Lanny? It sounds like maybe it sounds like I'm alone in, in loving this sketch. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly, you saying that you loved it as a kid and were cracking up during all of the plotting does make me endear it a little bit more, just because <laughs> I remember <laughs> what like. Like kid humor is about, and and like the plotting by yourself, and ah, okay, something about the cadence. I am just thinking about how me and my brother used to joke about stuff that like wasn't funny, but like was hilarious to us. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I watched this this morning, feeling it was pretty boring, and <laughs> um, and I was kind of like, Ugh. I was way more interested in the retro '90s Office than I was in the things that he was saying because I don't think it like really went in any surprising directions. He just kept doing the same thing over and over again with all the different people in the office. But yeah. um but I I like thinking about little little baby Nick uh watching this and <laughs> laughing his head off. That makes me like it a lot more. Did did you guys like imagining little baby Nick too? Jared? I love to think about little baby Nick. <laughs> yeah, I mean all my notes are about little baby Nick. I mean, I know you didn't bring it up until now, but uh yeah, I was imagining the whole thing from baby Nick's perspective. Yeah, I don't know. Well, what you tell me, Nick. I mean, you're the grown up baby Nick. You you must be able to dig into that perspective. What what as a kid did you find so uh lovable about this sketch? Well, I think Kevin McDonald is just very funny playing this intense uh, pers- plotting person with a this whole uh, imagined rivalry with all of his coworkers. Um, yeah, I, I guess it's mainly the performance mm. that, that I found so, that I found funny. I mean, I was kind of hoping for more of a payoff at the end. I, you know, I I could have had it. I could have seen it being worth it. Uh, you know, if, if I don't know, there was some nice blackout. But sit down, you loser. I thought. <laughs> It was yeah. a decision. It was a blackout. It it just it was a little <laughs> underwhelming to me. Uh, I liked his big speech. Actually, now that now that you mentioned it, I, I did like the big speech before that, 
where he addresses the entire. <laughs> it still makes me laugh. Actually, he addresses <laughs> the entire workplace with these with all these rivalries that only exist in his head, and then yeah, they shut him down immediately. But yeah, it does feel like I guess it's not for everybody. Kid would do in school. <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever. I mean, I I could definitely see this having the nostalgia, you know, hit you pretty strongly on this. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Was Didn't baby Nick like paranoid that everyone was out to get him? <laughs> um, I probably did have a. Did you have baby a rivalries? Big internal. I. Hmm. <laughs> did I have baby rivalries? Have I, probably, any of you ever like realized that you have a rivalry with someone and they barely know who you are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, I feel like in comedy, it probably happens a lot. Oh yeah, for sure. Did Did you have an example of me? Was that has that happened to you? No, I can mention on the pod, but yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Um, I'm trying to think of it. I, I, I know I do. I know I like, I, I mean, I, I, I constantly worry what people are thinking about me, even though, you know, I'm sure nobody gives a shit, but, uh, I maybe that's like why I, I relate that, so much. To this I, I had that more in school, like in, in, in grade school and even in high school, I would, you know, think to myself with my thoughts, like, uh, if, if I could only get back at that guy and that guy and... <laughs> But I feel like in, when I once I started w- working an office job, I didn't think about people in that same way. I don't know if that's just like I was desperate to fit into the right clique in school or something. But maybe I don't give a shit as much about the social politics of an office. This is just my own personal life now. <laughs> There's no reason to talk it's about healthy. this. It's healthy. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Okay. I'm good. I'm glad. Proud of you. Thanks. Well, let's watch a clip from Show Within a Show, the next catch. You know... There's a theory that there's an alternate universe which is exactly like our own. Hmm. That means that somewhere else, there's another Scott Thompson. I wonder what he'd be like. I wonder what he'd be like. I wonder what he'd be like. I I wonder what he'd be like. You know, I really liked him. I feel, I feel like when we go back and watch these episodes, I usually end up liking the Scott Thompson-driven sketches the most. But this one, I didn't like as much as some of the other ones oh, we've seen. interesting. I kind of feel like it just. One. You did. I mean, yeah, I, I thought it was. I, funny. I didn't hate it, but it, it to me, it's just uh, the the game of the sketch. I guess is that Scott Thompson is self-absorbed. And that to me, that just wasn't enough. Or it's just also just like it has in the beginning a kid in the hall show. Like it's it's this it's with one of them had their own show uh, or a kids in the hall spinoff. I think that was sort of the game too. Um, yeah, but but the idea but the the spinoff was all about him and it was like right he, Scott right. Thompson and Scott Thompson climbing Scott Thompson's body. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I thought know. like the the credits joke in the beginning, which Z Way does now. I don't know if you guys watch the. Uh, Z-Way show, but she oh, has I've a very similar one. thing in the beginning where the credits are like, you know, co-produced by Z-Way, you know, directed by Z-Way, oh. written by Z-Way, and it's her name for every single, you know, position. Um, I thought uh, I thought a lot of these jokes were good, Nick. I'm surprised uh, you weren't on board with a lot of these. The self-hickey with the tube I thought was really funny. The To me, the- that's, to me, you know what, it, you know what, maybe it is, to me this felt like an all that sketch. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, what's wrong yeah. with that? 
Well, we're not children, Jared. <laughs> well, on the inside, I mean, you you love that uh, McDonald thing. That was oh, Baby, ba- Nick, baby Nick would have loved. Where's this. Baby Nick right now? I was gonna say, there you go. Let Baby Nick. Fly. Baby Nick is dead, unfortunately. Oh no! Oh no! Baby, baby Nick, Nick is alive died. inside of you. Lanny, what did you think of this one? I didn't like it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I mean, I I, I agree with uh, adult Baby Nick that I feel like it was. Um, like not really enough the the self-centeredness mm. of it like kind of was um not enough it just it i needed something like another hook I, I also got like distracted at the beginning because it said um not produced by Lauren Michaels or something and everything else was his name and I didn't realize at that time until the end of the show and the credits rolled that this was also produced by Lauren Michaels. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't know that while I watched the sketch show. I was kind of mm-hmm. like, oh, it's so funny that people, even back in the 90s, still had a chip on their shoulder about whether or not they were <laughs> had the attention of Lauren Michaels. <laughs> and That's also so, kind of true as well. Yeah. Too, right. They have jokes yeah. about that too. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because it does seem – and actually, I was surprised that Lauren Michaels – did produce this because mm-hmm. this feels like it, I don't know something about it feels antithetical to him being a part of it. It feels like it should be something more alt, more indie. Um, but yeah, this I mean, all of these sketches, even when you are showing the clips of them, I'm enjoying mm-hmm. more because I do think sketch comedy is better the second, always better the second time you watch it. Really, and always. <laughs> Yes. Wow. I mean, video sketches. I don't know if that's the truth with live sketches. Um, but I think especially like I think you should leave, that kind of stuff is always mm. better. The second, third, fourth, honestly, sometimes the fifth time is the funniest. And also when you're with people. <laughs> okay. Yeah, definitely when you're with people. To, yeah. No, with I kind being of with agree. People I kind of agree. Because then it's like that's the whole idea of like discussing it online and like it, you know, like. I feel like the Tim Robinson show becomes almost like its own show on Twitter. And then like there's the life of that. And then, yeah, something about sketch. Yeah, I don't know. It's just so dumb when you feel like you're seeing the same joke over and over again. But Mm -hmm. when you see it for the second and third time, it's almost like doubling in on itself. Like there's some effect. (laughs) I feel like there's some scientific effect where like all of a sudden you're seeing the same thing for the third time. And you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm into this now. I don't know. I like, you know being able to pick apart the structure of it and stuff like that. And as we've mentioned, I'm the boring analyzer of comedy. Um, and yeah, I agree. I like watching it a ton of times. What about you, Amay? Are you a multi-sketch watcher? Um, Multiple not times. really, I don't no. think. No. You're with Nick on this one. <laughs> yeah, I think I like being surprised in comedy. So if you already yeah, know what? That's what's going to happen, it's like not as funny. I watch a lot of ensemble <laughs> comedies. But sketch is different because it really depends on the joke, like catching you unawares in a different way. Whereas, like a, you know, a comedy show that you stick with the characters and see it build over time, it just has a different satisfaction to it. I, I do think there. You, you you brought up. I think you should leave, Lanny. I do think for whatever reason that one does feel like something that for me I can watch over and over again, and and still it still makes me laugh. I don't yeah. know why that is though. But, well, but, May and Nick, I would pose to you: How do you feel about recurring characters and recurring sketches in general? Are you automatically I usually hate them. put off when you see them? You you do hate them, okay? I mean, but like Kids in the Hall's recurring characters, I think are a little different than like SNL's. Like Buddy Cole 
doesn't do the same thing every time we see Buddy Cole. You sure. Know? Sure. Some of them, some of them, yeah, they do just kind of plug the character into the same situation, like Gavin. We we've seen Gavin come right. back twice, and it's basically the same same sketch both times. But and I did like that actually, I guess. But I, like, I say generally. Uh, the Baxters in this sketch. They're my two neighbors, the Baxters, Tom and Harriet. <laughs> oh yeah, well, what's their deal? <laughs> I think it was just me. that he had hot, hot gay neighbors. Like that was. Oh. The only... oh, right, and that's something he would like. And one of them was yeah. named Harriet, which I thought was just a very funny name for a guy. Oh, I didn't right? catch that. Anything. Yeah, Harriet. Yeah, that's funny. funny. Um, Dave. Oh, mate, did you have any thoughts? At the on... end, I thought it was funny. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, Dave, I, I didn't like... really enjoy this. I usually enjoy watching Scott Thompson. Um, just talk to the camera, but this felt like I would rather be watching Buddy Cole, which is maybe unfair yeah. to him. He deserves to workshop his other character. That's just him talking to the camera. That's him again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's watch a very quick. This was a very quick sketch, so we'll just watch a very quick clip from it. It rings a a bell, Huggla. Yes, yes, I I am Mr. Huggla. Yes, I am. Oh, all those years Vine. of darkness lifted. Telephone I'm Mr. Call for Mr. Vine. That name, it, it sounds so familiar, like something from the past reaching out to me, trying to... I'm Mr. Vine, yes, I'm Mr. This is another one where I felt like the audience reaction, very mild to it. <laughs> I think it's a funny premise. I didn't but, get the premise. Is it a man who has dementia? What the hell is going on with this uh, guy? I didn't get it either. <laughs> I guess so. And maybe maybe it's because I just watched Mulholland Drive over the weekend. And so I was in this mindset. But I figured it was a, a person who has amnesia, doesn't know who they are. They don't know their name. And then all these things keep reminding Everything they hear reminds them of something that they're convinced that that's their, their name. But it felt like um, there were like two names and then they just stole money from him and then that was it. Well, yeah. Then after the, the two names, they just started <laughs> saying things and they're like, and he was like, that's me. I'm phone call. I forget what, I forget what he actually said. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, you're, you're right. So it's it wasn't just maybe good. a genre thing. Like it's a parody that I'm not picking up, I guess. Is what I guess so. Mm, mm. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm not going to defend it too. I, I also thought the ending was super weak and I feel like they've done that before where it just turned out they were robbing somebody. <laughs> Like the whole, yeah, it, 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 it wasn't good. <laughs> I do think Scott, um, what's his name? Not Scott. Uh, Dave, Dave Foley. Foley. Yes. He often plays this character of the like kind of oddly formal older man. I feel like yeah. I've seen him do this before. There's a great but, sketch where he plays a, a kind of a Houdini-esque music magician. That's like a, a fake documentary about this magician where he kind of plays that character. And, uh, well, I like it. And I guess that, that's the point of my story. <laughs> and it reminds you of this sure. character. Yeah. 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 Good story. Lanny, did you have any thoughts on it or should we move on? Uh, no, I didn't get it. I didn't write anything down. I think I, I, <laughs> it was only like a minute long. So right. It wasn't much yeah, time to write I think, anything. Right. I think I just was like, what? And then, okay, it's over. That's fine. Forget it. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. I'm start. I'm starting to get. You know, like I used to not care because I didn't know much about Kids in the Hall, but now that I've seen episodes that I feel like are really good, <laughs> yeah. I feel like we have guests for those episodes, and they'll because a lot of our guests are first timers to the show, and they'll watch and they'll go, "Yeah, like this is cool. Like I'm gonna check out other episodes." And Lanny, I I, I could not blame you if this was my like. If I, you know, I had the same similar experience with the show, seen some sketches, hadn't seen it in a while, and then I saw this. 
I'd be mm-hmm. like, yeah, this is not for laughing at. This is for, <laughs> <laughs> this is for study purposes this is for only. Historical purposes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I do uh, think this was, it a, was weaker a weird episode. episode. It was a weird episode. Oh, that's yeah. too bad. Yeah. That's too bad. Uh, the one we watched last week about. was Sean O'Reilly. I thought was very strong. But okay, let's watch a clip from AT and Love. These are recurring characters, Lanny. It's called oh, uh, are they? AT and Love colon Kathy, Kathy, and Cheesecake. Here we go. Oh, okay, you. Girls, look what I found. Oh, oh, not my. cheesecake, it's the devil's dessert. Okay, fine, fine, fine. I'll just put it away. Well, wait. I mean, it wouldn't hurt just to look at it, would it? Well, that wouldn't hurt. And then they start eating it, basically. Um, yeah, Jared, yes. if you had to n- mm. name the game of this scene, what would you say the game oh, of the scene was? Or should we ask Lanny? Lanny's our I guest. Would like, I would like Jared to try. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't really know. I, I mean, it, it, it was hard. I, I guess something like... Uh, well, obviously, it's cheesecake-centered and them wanting to avoid the cheesecake. I, I, I guess something like... Um, I don't know, like 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 book club, but like cheesecake, like cheesecake ruins book club. But it's not even that. I don't know what the pattern is. Like, what do they keep coming back to again? It seems like they just sort of start talking about what they want to eat and how they can eat it. I guess maybe part of it is that most of the sketches and the beats are centered around like, is it okay if I drink it with Bailey's, and is it okay if I do it like this? So maybe like acceptable cheesecake, like finding forms of acceptable cheesecake. But I don't know. What, what I was hard to nail down like a. A recurring pattern that was consistent but uh i don't know all i know is i really love those reaction shots in the beginning i thought that it was by far the funniest <laughs> part where they're getting up on them like with the wide-eye lens and seeing them react to the cheesecake uh it's hard do you guys not have a game for this one i mean i think it was kind of seeing them seeing them break down their or like seeing these five women finally succumb to their impulses like trying to, but but I don't know if that's a game. But I thought it was like, just like one of their weird. It was like kind of about diet culture or something. Yeah, I mean, sometimes sure. I think they use the Cappies to kind of comment on what is perceived as women's behavior in a way that is like <laughs> not as you know. I know we always say like, oh, a man being in a dress isn't the joke for the most of the time. I don't think that's exactly the joke here, but I don't think that they're like being sympathetic to these characters. It feels very much like women and their diets to me. <laughs> a totally. bit. Like it's just yeah, kind of not funny. I don't know. I think like if 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 women were writing this sketch, I would like get more extreme and sort of be about something else but it almost like just caps off it and now we're pigging out like i think it needed to be heightened from there or something yeah totally i i I completely agree um with you on me like when i was watching this i mean because i started off this this episode being like oh i'm so glad that their depictions of women when they are in drag are so respectful and everything and i i don't think this was like necessarily disrespectful but it did lack empathy in a way that bothered me and i just the only thing i could think afterwards is that the bigger story here is the repercussions of pressuring women to deprive themselves from fat and calories like that's really what's going on with these women is that like they're not 
society is, doesn't allow them to eat these things. So now when they're presented with it just themselves and they're, they, they can't control themselves. And it's like, that's, that's not funny. <laughs> it's just like sad. It's just sad. It's just sad. But again, that's a good this sum is up so... for this episode, I think. <laughs> <It's not funny. laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, we're in 90s. We're deep in the 80s, 90s, like culture here. So I don't I don't blame them um, for for not seeing the bigger picture there. But um, yeah, it's it, from the 2022 lens. It's just very like, yeah, let's stop making fun of women for like not knowing how to handle themselves around diets and sweets because there's such shame around it and diet culture and everything. Yeah. So when they're together, yeah, they want to eat fucking cheesecake with Bailey's. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree with Zod that they didn't at least like branch out into something weird off of it. Like it's one thing to right. start with it, but to just yeah. like keep at it sort of. Really. Exactly. It's, it just felt odd. But uh, Does it like awaken their inner like animal and they start eating like the draperies and stuff? Like, let's, yeah. Let's Do they go do hunting? Right. Do they kill people in the street? Yeah. Um, that totally seems like something they would do. Like that doesn't seem right. like out of character. No, but they didn't. Like it was like, it was they just like a limited, there's like an unlimited imagination to this sketch, I would say. Yeah, yeah. this 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 sketch though, plenty of imagination. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know if it calls a sketch, but then we just have Ke- Kevin McDonald eating chicken in the shower. <laughs> yeah, that was a weird button to the episode. as the credits yeah. roll. What? 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 <laughs> what? What is this? What is this? Well, this con- one, is this connected to the? This one I do thing? have some context. So I w- oh, okay. this one was I, I was able to find the commentary track for it. The, they did a commentary track. So this was originally part of a different sketch that no one liked, <laughs> but they did like this clip of him, of Kevin eating food in the shower. So they just used that and just played it. They just thought it was funny by itself. So they played that over the credits. Apparently the, the premise for the original sketch was that Kevin was running late for a party. So he had to eat dinner in the shower. So gross. <laughs> um. It was weird right after the cheesecake sketch. That's true. Two sketches about eating. Right, yeah. Maybe they were trying to do some kind of a theme with that. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It also but... was like, oh, look at this man picking out in the shower. No big deal for him. He's. <laughs> I was getting mad. <laughs> but anyway, this is the end of this, the episode, the last <laughs> sketch we saw. Um, yeah, Amay, do you have a question you'd like to ask Lanny? Lanny... Um, what, does watching this episode did it bring up for anything for you about comedy in general, or made you think about something outside the show related to your own comedy? Oh wow, wow, that's a that's a deep question. Um, I mean, I think it. <laughs> I thought about formula a lot. I think in this this episode, and. Because the I feel like for the most part these sketches were very formulaic, and then I thought about how I didn't laugh a lot, <laughs> and so then I I guess I I guess I had a little bit of an existential issue of uh, well what 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 is sketch comedy and <laughs> what, what how do you make it funny? <laughs> That's funny. I because... feel like yeah. Well, I think we're about to say the same thing, Nick. But whether they're good or bad, they usually give that same sentiment. <laughs> Well, I, so I was going to say, usually what what, I, what I've come away from watching these old episodes because of the Hall again is how f- 
how often they kind of break away from a formula and just kind of do something weird and mm. and uh, strange and they make everybody funny and make every they don't have one voice of reason and, and one uh, crazy person uh, mm-hmm. usually but but yeah in this sketch it was more more of a, or in this episode it was more of of traditional formulaic sketch comedy I, I see why yeah. you would say that disappointing episode all around huh <laughs> yeah. It might be tough uh, on this one, Nick, but should we should we choose our sketch of the app? Well, yeah. You should do your song first, though. Should I do my song? <laughs> oh, right. Uh, <clears throat> sketch of the app. It's the sketch of the app. Come on down. It's the sketch of the app. Lenny, this is uh, where we decide our favorite sketch, and I sing that terrible, <laughs> terrible song. Do you have a sketch? Uh, in this episode that you that stuck out to you, I know it was maybe process of elimination will aid you here. Something that gave you something. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess I would be between the date night sketch and then the um, gay vampire sketch. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think I, I enjoyed myself the most watching that, and I had the most warm feelings watching those. There you go. Good. That's yeah. good. Nick, what do you got? Well, I did like both of those sketches that, that Lainey just mentioned, but they, but my favorite was still the the, uh, the friendly rival sketch, was what it was called, about the office worker, Kevin McDonald, managing <laughs> all these rivalries. Um, yeah, to me, it was it's still funny. It was It was funny then, funny now. I already covered why. I mean, what what what'd you think? Um, I think I'm gonna go with Gay Dracula. I, I it brought back a lot of memories for me, and also changed how I remembered it. And I liked that character. I mean, I think maybe a lot of my affections coming because I think the first sketch with him was actually really funny. And yeah, it made me laugh a lot. They they didn't mention they didn't like mention the fact that he was wearing a cape and kind of looked like Dracula. In That's this true. They didn't. <laughs> they <don't laughs> it never it. came up. <laughs> Not once. It's very funny. Wait, what do you got, Adrian? You know, I, I I think in a landslide, it's a a kid in the hall show with with the the Scott Thompson vehicle. I I really thought this was funny. I thought it had more hard jokes than any other sketch by far. Um, From the beginning, right down to the end, with the production card with him instead of the MGM lion, where he he loses a contact lens. I think is what happens. Uh, At least that's what I scrawled here in my notes. I just thought it was funny. I I don't know why. I I I guess it just again we talked about structure and it just felt like certainly when compared to the other sketches in the episode, clear premise, kind of knew what was happening. Maybe a little bit of his knowing Thompson and getting to know these guys and appreciating kind of like uh, okay Thompson gets to have his voice in this sketch. So maybe for newbies it's extra weird. Um, I don't know. I dug this one. I like. I liked it a lot. As as you say, Nick Thompson kind of seems to be. The one that resonates uh, the most in 2022 in this show. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Well, um, uh, Lanny, thanks for joining us. Thank uh, you so much. Can I have- um, add yes. my own game at the end here oh, for yeah. my Please. for all all the people who are waiting for me to choose who was Mary Kate and who was I actually. was about to yes. ask you that. Yes, That's right. yes. yes. <laughs> I have been thinking about it for a little bit, and I know which sketch was the Mary Kate and which sketch was the Ashley of this episode. Oh, oh okay. I love that. Yes. Right. 
Okay, so um, Ashley is absolutely the computer guy um, upset at everybody and enemy of everybody. Um, oh. Yeah, Why is that? I don't. Um, well, here it's it's really hard to like really explain a nuance without knowing Ashley. Um, but uh, she is uh, very serious, very type A, and mm. very introverted. And those uh, qualities were all very much exhibited in um, who was that actor? Kevin McDonald. Kevin McDonald. Yes, <laughs> I think that that she would um, exhibit a lot of those same characteristics. And uh, Mary Kate tonight would be uh, King in the Hall, Kid in the Hall, Kid in the Hall. That one. Scott Thompson Christop- is Mary Kate. Scott Thompson. Scott Thompson uh. was Mary Kate. Absolutely. I didn't realize they had such different personalities, Mary Kate and Ashley. Well, you weren't paying attention. <laughs> Your twins are <laughs> you you don't appreciate that twins have their own identity and should be respected as such. Are these like their real personalities or are they like when they How did can those? we know? How can we know? <laughs> they are they I don't know them. I've never met them. Um uh but this is what the energy they put out into the world for okay. us to observe. Okay, cool. Yes. Yes. But if they flipped around and they wore different outfits, then it'd be (laughs) difficult to tell regardless. What What was that? that? I was just saying thank you for bringing a new game to the scene because we needed one. (laughs) Of course. Feel free to always consult me if you need help figuring out which sketch is the Mary-Kate and which sketch is the Ashley. We will be doing that in every episode, making one sketch. Yeah, let's keep this going. (laughs) Our our guests are just completely thrown. Based solely on the information you just gave us. Mary-Kate. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> what, what's the name of your uh, your Mary Kate Nashley podcast? It is called They Thought I Was You, they and we have uh, yeah. You can find us anywhere you get podcasts, and we also have an Instagram and a TikTok, all at the same name, same handle at They Thought I Was You. Cool. Are yeah. you? Uh, do, do you have any like shows or anything coming up? Um. Do I have any shows? I don't. I don't think so. Um. I'm looking. I'm looking to book. Um. So I will. I have a. a my own personal Instagram and TikTok at Lanny Harms. And so I usually post on there if I got any character shows or things coming up. Or cool. if you've got a show, you need a spot. Hey, I'm here, baby. Hey. Well, yeah, thanks so for I'm working talking. on stuff. You want to see what I got? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. That's that not very Kate Kate moment. No, yeah. that's like some Elizabeth <laughs> coming out. I don't know. <laughs> some Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> Wanda. Well, thanks for talking about Kids in the Hall with us. Lanny, and until next time, keep crushing those heads.